welcome to the Unstuck Your Life podcast. I'm your host and life coach, Pamela Hughes. Every week, we're going to start to wiggle loose in area of your life that has got you stuck. Hello, hello. Today, I'm diving into a topic that is near and dear to my heart. News. As many of you know, I spent close to 20 years in the news business in all different facets of the industry. I was on air, I was in management, I did a lot of radio, a little bit of TV, and at one point in time, I even taught broadcast journalism as an adjunct professor at Arizona State University. So I have a bit of a unique perspective on the business, the industry, all of the above. And what I've started to see over the last few years is more and more people getting caught up in the news. That the news is having a a profoundly negative impact on their life. People struggling to pull themselves away from it or, you know, at the very least, like having some sort of healthy balance and perspective with it. And to be honest, I know the struggle. I know the struggle all too well because I lived it for nearly 20 years But I only became acutely aware of the struggle, the toll that all that negativity was having on me, probably during the last three or four years of of my career. And right now, with what I'm seeing, I'm genuinely concerned about what friends and family and clients are experiencing because of the amount of news and the type of news that they're consuming, it's really having an impact on the quality of their life. And you may identify with this. You may identify with it as someone who is consuming a lot. You may identify it with someone who is concerned about a friend or a family member who is consuming a lot. And so today's podcast, I really want to peel back the curtain and give you a bit of an insider's perspective on the business explain why some things are the way that they are. And I also want to provide you with some tools and some strategies to help you create a healthy balance with news. Because you can find that healthy balance, but it does take some work. Um, For me, you know, I consumed copious amounts of news for years, for absolute years, because I was paid to do it. And towards the tail end of my career, I was paid very well to do it. But don't get me wrong here. I I loved news. I didn't do that job for the money because if anybody who's in the industry knows that you do not make a lot of money being in the news business, in broadcasting, especially when you start out. I remember getting my first job in Western Wisconsin, WCOW. Yes, I worked at a station called Cal 97 FM. No joke. And when I went for my interview, they were driving me around town and they drove me by this apartment complex and they told me that like that's where a lot of people at the radio station live and that it is subsidized government housing and I would be eligible for that as well because, well, as I'm sure you can connect the dots, I wasn't making a whole lot of money. And I didn't make a whole lot of money for the majority of my career People do not get into this business for the Benjamins, baby. Most people get into the business because they want to tell stories. They want to have a front row seat to history. They want to have a front row seat to what's happening in their community, in the country, in the world. And then they get the honor to tell you about it. Journalists, reporters, broadcasters, 
They are a curious, dedicated bunch, and I have had the pleasure to know and call so many of them my friends. But their job, my old job, was to report, to talk, to tell you about what was happening out there in the world, and to do that, and to do it well, we had to consume a lot of information, had to consume a lot of other news and content, have conversations, difficult conversations with so many different types of people in interviews in order to fully understand a story in a way that we could explain it to you. We had to immerse ourselves in that story to be able to retell it. That's a lot of news. And it's not an easy job. And, and I'm not sitting here looking for sympathy. I'm just trying to offer you a bit of a different perspective. News is not an easy job, but the people that pick up the torch know that it is their job. Chances are, news is not your job, but a lot of you are consuming the same amount of it as those who actually get paid to do it. Let that sink in a second. Are you consuming so much news, the equivalent of what somebody who gets paid to do it consumes? Of course, news professionals have to consume a lot of news, but you're not a news professional. So why are you consuming so much? Ever think about that? No, I mean, chances are you're probably doing it or you know someone who's doing it because they want to stay informed. Yes, awesome. That is such a good thing. To be informed, to be educated is important. And I totally feel you on that. But there needs to be a balance between feeling informed and educated while not being overwhelmed by it. Can you hear me on that one? There's a lot going on in the world right now, like a lot. Uncertainty is super high. So when we we tend to go out and we try to get as much information as possible to feel as though we have some control over it, to try to get some sense of certainty. It's the idea that if we have enough information, then we can control what happens. We may not consciously believe that, but that, that's kind of what we're doing on a subconscious level. So you go out, you know, you read a bunch, you watch a bunch, you scroll through, and it may seem like it's helping you. And, and you know what? In the short term, it probably does. But ultimately, long term, it does end up having an opposite effect. You know, we're looking for certainty. So we consume more and more trying to get it. But the reality is it's impossible to be 100% certain of anything, right? So we keep consuming, thinking that if we just read more articles, watch one more report, listen to one more talk show, get one more tidbit of information, then, then we'll have some certainty and then we can feel better. But again, you never can be 100% certain. So you consume more and more and you end up chasing something that you can never catch. And then you got to consider like what it is that you're consuming so much of news. Okay. So if I were to ask you to describe the news to me, what words might you use? And I really want you to pause here a second and think about this. If you were to describe the news with some adjectives, what words would you use? Gallup. Gallup recently did a, a survey of, of U.S. adults, and they wanted to find out how much problematic information people believe they encounter in both traditional news media as well as on social media. All right. So their findings were fascinating to me. When it came to traditional media, and when we say traditional media, we're talking about like TV, newspaper, radio, things along those sorts. 
62% of adults believe that the news is biased. 44% believe it's inaccurate. And 39% believe that the news includes misinformation. Now, those are some pretty devastating numbers for an institution that has long been considered the fourth estate, right? But it doesn't stop there. Because news is no longer delivered just through those traditional methods of like TV, newspaper, and radio, right? Now you have to factor in social media. And in my opinion, Facebook, Facebook is the largest news organization that has ever existed. They are a news organization. They may not follow the same rules or the same methodology as the traditional media, but they are a news organization. And when Gallup surveyed adults about news on social media, they discovered 80% of people believe the news is biased, 64% believe it's inaccurate, and 65% believe it includes misinformation. So while bias, inaccurate, or misinformation may be a few of the words that you would have used to describe the news when I asked you just a few moments ago, the word most often I hear used to describe the news is negative. The news is negative. That's what most people think. And you know what? They're right. They are 100% right most of the time. <laughs> In my opinion, there are, are two main reasons why news is negative. And this is a bit of the insider perspective that you may never have considered. Reason number one, I believe news is negative. And you're probably not going to like this, but here goes. News is negative because that's what people want. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what you want. Now, before you start yelling at this podcast and you're like, that's not what I want, Pamela, stick with me here a moment. You're human, right? Yeah, you're human. And humans by nature have what's called a negativity bias. We are wired to react to threats. Do you ever notice how much it how much easier it is for you to focus on the one person who said the one negative thing than it is focusing on the 15 people who said 15 positive things. You don't focus on the 15 positives. You focus on the one negative. Why? We are wired to give more attention to the negative than positive. We are human. We have a negativity bias. So think about it. You know, when you stop and read an article with the headline... 99,999 planes took off and landed safely without incident around the globe today. No. You'd be like, duh. It wouldn't even grab your attention. The headline that would probably grab your attention would be, a plane mysteriously falls out of the sky, crashing into a ball of fire in Tallahassee. No survivors. Yeah. That's the one that's going to grab your attention. And we, we describe that as it's more sensational true. Yeah, that, that's a gripping headline. But it's also negative. And we have a negativity bias. And it's also the exception, not the norm. And that's what the news is. The news reports on the exception, not the norm. The norm is almost 100,000 plans took off and landed safely without incident around the globe today. That's the norm. The news reports on the exception, the one plane that fell out of the sky. The news doesn't report on the, like, 48 million students who go to school and return home safely each and every day. No, it reports on the one student that didn't make it home. It reports on the exception. Why? Because that's what people want. 
They tune into the unique, the unusual, the exception, not the norm. But you're like, oh, but wait, Pamela, I want positive news. We need more positive news. And you know what? I agree with you. But if we're really being honest here, is that what we pay attention to? Is that really what we want? We say that's what we want, but when given the option of positive over negative news, do you actually take it? Do you consume more or as much positive news as negative? Is it balanced? For most of you, it's probably not. It's probably not. The City Reporter is a Russian news website. Stick with me here, though, because I think what they did a few years ago, this experiment, was was really interesting. They decided they were only going to publish positive stories for a day just to see what would happen. So they wrote stories and they published them on their websites and and they had a, a positive stance to it. They had stories like, you know, the roads were clear despite a lot of snow, things of that sort, right? And you know what? They were surprised by the results. They expected traffic on their website to go down. What they did not expect was for them to lose 66% of their readership that day. 66%. Like, it didn't just go down. It fell off a freaking cliff. And that is what brings me to the second reason why I believe news is negative. News is a business. News is a business, people. News organizations exist not to just convey the news. They exist to make money. So in that previous example with the city reporter, they weren't making money. Why? Because nobody was on their website because nobody wanted to read that positive news. They need to sell stories and and shows to readers, viewers, and listeners in order to function. All news organizations do. You want to know why like CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News take the stances that they do? Because that's what their audiences want. They know their audience and they want to get a bigger audience. The bigger the audience, the higher the ratings. The higher the ratings, the more they can charge for commercials. The more that they can charge for commercials, the more money that they make. News is a business. I don't know who said this. I didn't come up with this, but it really has stuck with me over the years. If you're not paying for the product, then you're the product being sold. Think about that. If you're not paying for the product, then you are the product being sold. You go to social media, Facebook, like I say, which I believe is the largest news organization that has ever existed. How much do you pay for Facebook? (laughs) You don't. You don't. You are what is being sold. Your eyeballs, your ears are what are being sold to advertisers to make money, whether it is online, whether it is on the radio, whether it is on television, whether it is through a publication. This is the business of news. It is a business. And unfortunately, good news doesn't sell. Good news is not a good business model. Most news organizations will try to weave in some good news here and there. I did it. I did it on my radio show. At the end of every show, we did a segment called Restoring Faith in Humanity. I'd find a positive story, something good in the world that I would like to share with my audience to help restore their faith in humanity as a bit of a thank you for sticking around for the three hours of hard news that they just went through on our show. We liked ending the show on a positive note. I loved it. My co-host loved it. The bosses loved it. The audiences loved it. But the whole segment was about two or three minutes total. 
of a three-hour show because you couldn't do a whole show that way. So why is the news negative? Because that's what people are drawn to because of negativity bias. And because that is where you can find the most eyeballs and ears. That's what news organizations are going to do because news is a business. All right, so you stuck with me this long and you're probably like, all right, great, Pamela, I get it. Peeling the curtains back, but what do I do about this? This is where I can help you. With the perspective that I have and what I did in the news business and the perspective I have and what I'm doing right now with coaching, I can help you. And if you feel like the news is bringing you down, you've struggled with how much you're consuming and you want to get more balance, I have two simple strategies to help you achieve it. Strategy number one, it's called equal airtime or EAT for short, E-A-T, equal airtime. You see what I did there? Okay. Equal airtime. What this means is you spend as much time on something positive as you do on something negative. So in this instance, let's say you read 10 minutes of news in the morning. Well, then you're committed to something positive for yourself that you spend 10 minutes on later on in the day. Okay. So if you're going to spend 10 minutes on negative news, then you have to spend 10 minutes doing something positive for yourself that fulfills you, that fuels you equal airtime. Now, if you're, if you're consuming through the course of the day, like an hour of news, you know, listening to the radio, reading a couple of articles, you watch some news and it's about like an hour that you're consuming of, of negative news. Well, then you are committed to spending an hour investing in yourself with something positive, going for a walk, reading a book, meditating, playing with the dog, the kids, whatever it is, something that fulfills you, equal airtime. And if you're going, well, Pamela, I don't have an hour to spend doing those things at the end of the day. Well, then don't read an hour of news. All right? Real talk here. Where are your priorities? If this is having an impact on your life, if you feel that, then do something about it. Balance it out with equal airtime. Strategy number two to help you get more balance. If the news is stressing you out and you feel less informed and calm and more panicked and pessimistic after consuming it, one simple step that you can take is to stop reading opinion pieces and editorials. Stop listening to opinion radio. Stop watching cable news. Stick to the facts as much as possible. Now, I even know, <laughs> I even know that, you know, that can be challenging these days. But if you want to stay informed and educated without getting overwhelmed, one thing you can do is stick to network news. When I say network news, I'm talking about ABC, NBC, CBS, like the channels that you would get for free, okay? Pass on the cable news. Pass on the CNN, the Fox News, the MSNBC, right? Now, I, I realize that even the, the network news may have some bias, but it is nowhere near the amount that you're going to get on cable news. Nowhere near. And when it comes to articles, like wire services are a good source of facts and information. When I talk about a wire service, I'm talking about Reuters, the Associated Press, another great resource, PBS. That's a solid source. 
All of these are organizations that, in my opinion, do a better job of sticking to the who, what, where, why, when. And then they let you draw your own conclusion instead of giving you theirs. And, and I recognize that this is not a perfect list and these entities are not without fault, but there's a lot less opinion and a lot more information with them. And I believe that if you consume more ABC, NBC, CBS, AP, Reuters, and less CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, and a multitude of other websites out there, then you will in fact feel more informed and calm and less panicked and pessimistic. Because the reality is about one in 10 American adults check the news every hour. Don't underestimate the psychological effects of all of that bad news. I have experienced a lot of the psychological effects of 20 years of consuming a lot of bad news. It's what led me right here talking to you in a new profession. The truth is, you don't have control over what happens in the world. You don't. You have no control over what the news reports, what they don't report, how they report it, the slant they take, all of that. You, you have no control over that. What you have full control over is what you think about where you get your news, and how much weight you give it. The media you consume on a daily basis impacts your thinking. It impacts your feelings. It impacts your behaviors. Again, I know. I know what I speak. There is nothing wrong with staying informed. In fact, I highly encourage you to do that. But you also need to take control and be aware of what you're consuming, how much of it, the balance, and where you're getting it so that you don't become overwhelmed. All right? I hope this has helped you guys. I believe that a lot of folks are struggling with this. And this is a bit of a different perspective. It's a bit of a different take. And I love shifting perspective for my audience. And I hope this has with you. Feel free to, to leave me a comment, reach out to me on any of my social channels, any questions you may have, anything that I can help you with or shed a little bit more light on, I'd, I'd love to do that. Like I say, I have a unique perspective here. And if I can help you, then I want to. You can find me on pretty much any of the social channels, uh, Pamela Hughes Coaching. That's on Facebook. That's on Instagram. I have a TikTok. Don't use it much. Will more so in the future. But uh, you can find me there. And my website, PamelaHughesCoaching.com. You can reach out to me there as well. All right, guys. A lot of information. And I hope it helps. And I'll see you next week. Bye. Hey there, podcast listeners. If you're feeling stuck and you want to start wiggling loose, head on over to my website, PamelaHughesCoaching.com and sign up for a free session to see if life coaching is for you. Again, that's PamelaHughesCoaching.com. Hope to chat with you soon.